Remember, these problems and trials and in this broken world, this is going somewhere good. All of the things that we are experiencing and that we are going through, they are not to destroy us. We are a city on a hill. We are set apart. We are the light in the darkness. This world needs us here, whether they recognize it or not. And we need to walk in. This is going somewhere good. Like it's worth the wait because this is all going somewhere good. God is working all of this out into his ultimate good plan for all who trust him, for all who believe this is going somewhere good. So I say this to you as you think about how it's worth the wait. And that is, there's more to your story. Your suffering, your problems, your unanswered questions, there is more to your story. That suffering that you are experiencing, the problems and the trials, they are nothing compared to the glory that you will experience. I'm one of those people who really doesn't like waiting all so much. And I've often thought the only thing bad about waiting is just that it takes so long, right? I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm glad you could join us for Bridges today. And today we're going to talk about how in this life it's worth the wait. I remember one time when I was a teenager, I went with my friends to this amusement park. And so there was this new ride that year and we all knew, you know, that the line was going to be so long to get to this ride that had been advertised everywhere. And we really, you know, I, I like scary rides and I've really wanted to ride this ride. And so after waiting for an hour in the line, when it was finally going to be our turn, they closed the ride for maintenance. That was one of those cases where it was not worth the wait. And isn't it like that sometimes that you get a big buildup to go to a particular restaurant or maybe going to a movie and you're just like, that was not even worth my time or not worth my trouble. But today, as we talk about it's worth the wait, I want us to consider really how our life in Christ, this is going somewhere good. This wait, this waiting that we're doing, this wait that we're on, this is going somewhere good because God is in charge of our lives and God is ultimately in charge of this world. Look with me at Romans 3. I'm sorry, Romans 5. I'm going to start with verse 3, read 3 through 5, 5 out of the New Living Translation. And it says there, we can rejoice too. When we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment for we know that God dearly loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So when you think about this particular verse, it lists a lot of things that some of them seemingly don't go together. For example, we can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. So most of us don't connect rejoice 
and problems and trials, right? It's more like rejoice at happy occasions, like birthday parties, weddings, when we get the job that we want, when you know we get the marriage proposal that we want, that we think that, we connect that with rejoicing. And yet, it says we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. So this is going somewhere good. It's not necessarily saying like that we're just so happy about having problems and trials. It's that we can rejoice in the midst of problems and trials because they help us develop endurance. So endurance, let's think about endurance for just a bit. To do anything in this life, in this broken world, we have to have endurance. If we don't have endurance, we are going to wear out. This is a broken world. It's a problematic world. It is filled with people who don't know Christ yet. So they think what is wrong is right. (laughs) And so it can be hard to live in that world, having known the truth and having the truth set us free. But it says rejoice when you run into problems and trials because those things help us develop endurance. And we need endurance for everything. We need endurance to mother our children. We need endurance to be a dad. We need endurance to be grandparents. We need endurance to lead businesses. We need endurance to exercise. We need endurance for everything in this life. And I think for a long time, we've kind of misled people, perhaps with good hearts or not, but it doesn't matter. The Bible didn't promise us that life will be easy right? God's good plan for us and the fact that he loves us does not preempt us from problems and trials in this life. When we go be with him, we will not suffer with all of these things that are a part of a broken world. But in the interim, while we're still on planet earth in this broken world, there are problems and trials. But when we walk through those his way, We can rejoice because we know that we develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. You all, we need strength of character. Right now in the middle of cancel culture, in the middle of such hostility, in the middle of such division, we need strong character. And I don't just mean strong character to stand up against what's wrong, although we should speak up against evil. But we're not called to hate people. We're called to love people. We're called to love our enemies. We're called to be a light in the darkness. And listen, being a light in the darkness requires strength of character. Telling the truth in those times where it would be easier to lie or to cover up the truth, strength of character all day long, endurance all day long. Remember, these problems and trials and in this broken world, this is going somewhere good. All of the things that we are experiencing and that we are going through, they are not to destroy us. We are a city on a hill. We are set apart. We are the light in the darkness. This world needs us here, whether they recognize it or not. And we need to walk in. This is going somewhere good. Like it's worth the wait because this is all going somewhere good. God is working all of this out into his ultimate good plan for all who trust him, for all who believe this is going somewhere good. 
And it says that we get the strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. You all, it's wonderful to be saved here on earth and how wonderful it is to be confident 100% that this world is not all there is. This is going somewhere good. And the hope that we have, it cannot lead to disappointment. The hope that we have in Christ. Now, the hope that we have in people and in things can lead us to disappointment. Like when I was in that hour-long line waiting for that amusement park ride, the hope that I had to ride that ride, oh, I was sorely disappointing. It's disappointed, and boy, did I complain, and did my friends ever complain? So we took what was already disappointing, and we made it worse by complaining. But gratefully, we got over it at some point. But our hope in Christ will never lead to disappointment because we know how dearly he loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And let me say this in just the sweetest and the nicest way that I can think of to say it. We need to let the Holy Spirit fill our hearts with his love. We can fill our hearts with so many other things beside his love. We can fill our hearts with worry, with concern, with the fear of people, with the fear of what people think about us, the fear of what's next, the fear of missing out, the fear of saying the wrong thing and being misunderstood, the fear of being politically incorrect in a politically correct world, which I don't even know what any of that correctness is about, but I don't have any angst over it and I don't worry about any of it because I know that I am called by his name. I know that I am bought with a price. I know that it's worth the wait. I know that this is going somewhere good. So even in this temporary, and it is temporary, this temporary angst with this culture, the temporary sufferings that feel so awful and feel like they will never stop, it's temporary. This is going somewhere good. And for all of us who love Christ, in the midst of these problems and trials, we can rejoice because he is working in us to develop endurance. He is making us strong. The natural inclination of any human being is the path of least resistance, right? You're going to tell me, well, Monica, this is the easy way and this is the hard way. I want the easy way, right? If it's about a diet, right, we want to hear how you can take a pill and with no change in your diet and with no exercise, you can lose 30 pounds in 30 days. That sounds awesome. Like I'm all in. The thing is that doesn't work. Like that's, it's not how that works, right? It's not easy to lose weight. It's hard. And the Bible says that it's the narrow way that leads to life. But what you and I have to understand is that he helps us on the narrow way. We're not out there fighting this thing out by ourselves. So he wants us to have endurance because he knows that especially in this time, In this culture, we need endurance and we need strength of character to see us through. People are giving themselves over to despair, to criticism, to fighting on social media, to fighting in the church, to name calling, well, you people over there, blah, blah, blah. None of that is of God. It's not. 
name-calling, fighting, division, no matter how right you think you are, you're going about it all wrong. The truth is the truth. We speak the truth in love. We don't speak the truth to defeat people. We speak the truth to give them an opportunity to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, with the Most High God, And we pray and hope with all of our hearts that they come to repentance. We don't need to make ourselves right to make other people wrong. You all, this long time in our culture, it's worth the wait, and it's going somewhere good. And I will have these uh, verses and other um, resources up on on the online extras for it's worth the wait. And what we really have to understand is that all we are responsible to do is our part, and God does his part. We also have to, and it's worth the wait, consider the big picture. Go with me to John 14. I'm going to read verses 1 through 3 out of the New Living Translation. And it says there, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, I would not have told you. Have I not told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. So this verse tells us, and it's worth the wait, and this is going somewhere good, that we should consider the big picture. Jesus says here in John 14, these are his words, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Ask yourself, has your heart been troubled? Has it been hurt, concerned over many things which are outside of all of our control probably? It says, if you trust in God, trust also in me, meaning Jesus. He says, look, there's more than enough room in my father's home. You know, guys, just about everything on planet Earth, right? There's only so much room. But he says, in my father's house, there's more than enough room. And look, he says, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So think about this part. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you can always be with me. I love that it's when everything is ready. Like, we don't have to get up there in heaven and help things be ready, right? He's making everything ready right now in this moment. When I say it's worth the wait, what we are waiting for is the appearing of our Savior and the place that he is preparing for us where there is always enough room for everybody, for whosoever is willing. So if you're watching right now and you're far away from Jesus or you've never known him, you need to know that he holds his arms out to you and he invites you to have a relationship with him. And it starts by faith in him, recognizing that you've sinned like every last one of us on planet earth have, asking him to forgive those sins, to make you a brand new person by faith in him. And when you make that commitment that you will live for him, that you will obey his word as he helps you. You get in on, it's worth the wait. You get in on that place that he is preparing for 
all of us who believe where there is more than enough room and he is going to come and get us when everything is ready. And then he says, I will come and get you. And there you will always be where I am. What you, what you see, what I see, what you are currently experiencing, what I am currently experiencing, what is happening in our culture and what is happening in politics is absolutely not all there is. And if we're too attached to this, our lives will be bogged down with worry, anxiety, and concern for our safety, concern. And, you know, we do what we can to protect ourselves. We do what we can to live wisely in this world. I'm talking about being bogged down by undue anxiety and concern by the things of this world when we have the opportunity to understand it's worth the wait. Whatever we're going through, it is worth the wait. And part of understanding that it's worth the wait is to consider the big picture. Whatever you're going through, the things that I'm going through, it's not all there is. So take a deep breath. Pause. Consider the big picture. Decide that you are not going to live one more moment reacting to everything that happens on the news and in the news. Some of you are at home talking to your TV as if somehow that changes anything, except that it upsets you because there's nothing that you can do about it. I know just like you, right, that some things are being presented as truth that aren't completely true. And if you give your heart, your time, and your attention to that, you will think, man, this is taking way too long. Where are you, God? What is happening? Y'all, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. This is going somewhere good. As far off track as it appears to be, and it does appear to be really far off track, let's be honest, you might look at some people in your family and just think like, I don't know when they're ever going to come back to Christ. I don't know how we got here. Let me say this. Even if you don't know how you got here, when you trust Christ, it won't preempt you from problems and trials, but he will intervene as you pray, as you obey, as you set your affection on him instead of your affection on the things of this world. And I'm talking to myself here. The Bible says that if the love of the world is, if we are after the love of the world, then we don't love him. So sometimes I have to look at my own life and look at my time and how I spend my time. Do I really show that I love him? by how I spend my time. Where is my affection? Is it more things? Is it what other people think about me? Is it how well I think I'm doing or I'm not doing? And I'm probably guilty as charged on all of those, but all my hope is in Christ. And I ask him, my prayer is, Father, help me to mature every day. Let me be more like Jesus Christ every single day. Help me to see 
that is worth the wait. Help me not to get caught up in this moment of all this angst and all this anxiety and all of this in our world. Help me not to hold on to that. But help me to trust you. Help me to open up my eyes here and to consider the big picture. Everything that we're being told is not the whole truth. Everything that we see is not the whole truth. And if we don't make him the Lord of our life, where his word is far more important to us than what we hear on the news or what the lady that sits in the pew next to us or what this person says or what this person says or even what your pastor says. Let me say this. I love pastors. My whole entire spiritual foundation came from Pastor Gardner. He taught the word and I accepted that word for him that from him, though I'm sure I messed up and I grieved him many times, but I'd have no spiritual foundation if it was not for that man preaching the word day in, day out, correcting me, rebuking me, and encouraging me. So I am not against pastors. But what I am saying is it is unbiblical to put your pastor above Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is preeminent. He is the supreme over all. He is the word become flesh. And if you put any person, your spouse, your kid, your pastor above him, it is out of order and your life will be out of order. It's worth the wait if Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and he is preeminent over all in your life. When he is preeminent, you will see with your spiritual eyes that he has gone to prepare a place for us right now in the middle of all this angst. He's praying to the Father on our behalf and he is preparing a place, a place in which sickness and death and tears and sorrow are no more. And if you're hanging on to this and if I'm hanging on to this as if it's all there is, we are missing out on true joy and true love and true hope. He's more than enough in every single situation. And I want you to understand that if you look at your life right now in this moment, and you could write down every trial, every problem, everything that concerns you. And right now, honestly, I think that I am hopefully coming out, but perhaps not, uh, of one of the hardest seasons of my entire life. I think that I could fill up about 300 pages of all the things that I'm praying about and the things that I don't see and the things that make me wonder But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Some good news here. There's more to your story. Romans 8, verse 18 through 25 out of the New Living Translation. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope. The creation looks forward to the day when when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning in the pains of childbirth right up into the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us, 
as a foretaste of future glory. For we long in our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day that God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and confidently. So I say this to you as you think about how it's worth the wait. And that is, there's more to your story. Your suffering, your problems, your unanswered questions, there is more to your story. That suffering that you are experiencing, the problems and the trials, they are nothing compared to the glory that you will experience. It's not the end of our story. When I think about some of the people that I've interviewed on Bridges, like a single mom whose only child committed suicide just as a teen, that's a lot of suffering. I cannot even imagine. I do not in any way mean to, mean to demean that suffering. What I'm saying is, there's more to her story. There's more to her story. And I know some of you have gone through some trauma. You've gone some, through serious trauma. You don't understand. I'm not demeaning that. I'm not minimizing that. I'm saying there's more to your story. This is not all there is. It's worth the wait. There's more to come. I talked with uh, my mom about my brother over the weekend. And I've thought about the suffering in this life, his physical ailments, the mental challenges, the way that he's marginalized, the way that people have mistreated him over having Down syndrome. There's more to his story. His suffering here on this earth is not all there is. I don't know what heaven will look like for my brother, but I know this. The last will be first. So there's so much for him to look forward to. And I say this to all of you. If you are in Christ, it's worth the wait. If you don't know Christ yet, name him right now as your Savior, and it's worth the wait. This is going somewhere good. And when problems and trials press in, I encourage you, consider the big picture. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, is up in heaven preparing a place for you and me. And understand, there's more to your story. The things that weigh heavily on you, there's going to be a day that all of that is lifted. Now, doesn't mean we're not forgiven of our sins completely right now. I'm just saying the things that we go through. He says to us that this suffering, the pain of just living in a broken world, the pain of seeing evil celebrated, the pain, the suffering. It says that in a moment of time, in the twinkling of an eye, that we will know him because we will be like him. So there's more to your story. There's more to my story. In the midst of all of this, it can seem like a long wait, but it's worth the wait. This is going somewhere good. God has not abandoned us. There will be a day when we will see receive our full adopted rights as his children. 
Oh, you guys, there is so much good for all of those who trust and who believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And I encourage you to do that if you haven't already. Today's truth is it's worth the wait. I've got to go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. Log on to www.ctntv.org where you can make a prayer request, view our program guide, see who's on bridges, or even watch one of Monica's latest teachings. Log on to www.ctntv.org. Don't give in. God's Word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith, and you fight for it. Visit monicaschmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.